there and welcome to Feed That Nation. My name is Natalie Nation and Feed That Nation is a place where I talk all things college life, college health, and college wellness. My goal is to help you, my fellow college students, to be more healthy, more successful, and more confident in your student experience. I am so excited to be back and podcasting. You guys know that my life has been a little hectic lately between moving into a new house, starting a new semester, new job, new hair, all of that. I am so excited to be back bringing you super quality content, hopefully super entertaining content, and to be talking about issues that impact all of us as college students. I am a graduate student. I'm a master's of public health student with a concentration in nutrition. I am a health educator, a content creator, a mac and cheese expert. And I am just, I'm living the life right now. Um, you might notice that this video looks a little bit different than last week's video. Last week's video was in the room that will eventually be my new office, my recording studio, all of that. I'm super excited to deck it out to create exactly the place that I want to be. For now though, I need to figure out soundproofing for that room and sound dampening for that room because it was very echoey in the last recording and obviously I want to bring you guys as quality content as possible. So now I am in a closet. There are like blankets hanging everywhere, there's a pillow behind the camera to muffle sound from the wall. It's just, we're having a time, that's a shower curtain behind me, so <laughs> anyways. I wanted to start this week by giving you my food, my follow, and my fun for the week. I would have to say probably my food is, it's gonna be mac and cheese, let's be real. I've been eating a lot of pasta lately just because it's so simple to make. We've been going through a lot of weird, trying to find a new grocery store, trying to find our favorite staples, trying to figure out what works for us, and we've been eating a lot of pasta. My favorite way to have mac and cheese is to have the Annie's white cheddar and shells pasta and then when I'm making the sauce, I add a little bit of extra shredded cheese, I add spices, I sometimes add cream cheese or a little bit of heavy cream just to give it a little bit more richness. And then we absolutely love roasting broccoli, roasting bell peppers, roasting cauliflower, roasting onions, whatever the heck we have around, we can roast it and put it into the pasta to give it a little bit more nutrition. We love mac and cheese at our house. <laughs> My follow for the week is a nurse that I have started following on Twitter and her name is Sarah and she is at She's in Scrubs and Sarah talks about so many amazing issues relating to healthcare, health equity, nursing equity, issues that there are with the healthcare industry and I just love seeing her tweets, seeing how outspoken she is despite a lot of the backlash that she gets. She also talks about specifically issues related to BIPOC and LGBTQ and disability and all of that in relation to healthcare and healthcare workers. She is such a light. I love, love, love listening to her. Go check out Sarah at She's in Scrubs. My fun for the week, and this is totally, totally related to something that I have recently started doing. I am teaching myself how to sew, and that's been a challenge. You guys know I'm kind of a creative person, and I can knit. I love to do art. Honestly, having a house has been a lot of different creative projects that have challenged me, and I'm learning to sew now, which is fun, and I keep stabbing myself, but I'm not saying you guys have to learn to sew, but I think that every college student should at least know how to sew a button back on, know how to thread a needle, and maybe I'll do a video on this at some point, but honestly, sewing on a button and knowing how to either sew a hem or use hem tape to iron a hem are super critical skills that can 
really help you make the most of your wardrobe that don't cost a lot of money to do. So teach yourself a new skill. You don't have to sew anything fancy, but get yourself familiar with a needle and thread. I also, before I get into this episode, want to remind you that I am an affiliate partner with Coconut Whisk, which is an amazing company that produces gluten-free, allergy-friendly, and vegan baking mixes. And I love their products. I'm like almost out of the products that I've ordered from last time, so I'm going to have to get more. They've got a pumpkin spice mug cake right now that I've been dying to try. And I've really been enjoying their pancake mix, and I loved their chocolate muffin mix. You guys know I talked about that recently in a video. So definitely go check them out, give them some love. Their link is down below, and if you use my coupon code, FeedThatNation, you will receive $3 off your order, and I will receive a small commission. So really, everybody wins in this scenario. Go check out Coconut Whisk. So today's video, I wanted to talk about a topic that I feel like pops up a lot of the time on Pinterest, and... I think it's honestly pretty dumb, and I'm talking about a specific piece of money, budgeting, financial advice that people give, and I think it's really stupid because it's really not practical for college students, it's really not practical for a whole lot of people, and I think it's just, it's hitting at a really great idea but not executing it well. And that's this idea that, I'm sure you've seen it, where you have envelopes and every month you put cash into these envelopes and one envelope is like a groceries envelope and one envelope's a rent envelope and then you've got one for entertainment and so forth and so on. And then you use that money throughout the month but let's say you have your entertainment envelope and it's got $40 in it. Well, once you've spent your $40 in entertainment, you're done. You can't spend more on entertainment that month because you've used up all of your cash in that envelope. And I love the idea of getting college students more familiar with their money. I think, I've said this before, college students are incredibly financially vulnerable in a lot of ways that the rest of the population isn't. And the more we can do to increase financial literacy in college students, in me, in you, in the rest of us, is going to be a good thing in the long run. But I think this particular piece of advice kind of misses the mark. Because what it's trying to do is trying to get you to have a real physical sense of where your money is going and what your money actually is doing in your life, what you're spending it on. The problem with this is that there's really no record. You know, you have your $40 in your entertainment envelope or you have your $150 in your grocery envelope or whatever. I'm totally making these amounts, pulling them out of thin air. Like, whatever you spend on these things is totally your choice, your prerogative. But if you spend your $40 on entertainment, what did you spend it on? You know, was it all $40 to go see a concert or was it $5 to rent a movie and another $10 to, you know, go out with a friend and another like $15 to grab coffee? Like, what did you spend it on? And then for things like groceries, you know, what if you're at the store with your grocery envelope and you've got $70 left in it and your groceries come to $75? What are you supposed to do then? Obviously, you need to buy groceries, so you're probably just going to pull out your debit or credit card, right? Or you're going to pull cash from another envelope. Totally makes sense. But the problem here is not only that the cash doesn't give you a whole lot of options in terms of knowing actually what you're physically spending your money on, but then is it really practical for college students to have what could be hundreds or thousands of dollars of cash 
sitting around in their dorm room, in your wallet, in your backpack? It is not. It is so impractical. You know, some people are living in dorm situations where you might not necessarily trust the people you live with, which that's a very uncomfortable situation and I really feel for you if that is you. But even if you do trust your roommate, would you leave $200 in an envelope and potentially risk somebody seeing it if your door is open, if somebody gets into your room, if your roommate has a guest that you don't know or don't trust? And not only that, but like, if your rent is $1,000, are you gonna put $1,000 of cash into an envelope? Absolutely not, that would be so unsafe and so insecure. And on top of the fact that it's kind of hard for college students to get cash sometimes, you know, we have ATMs on campus, but they might have fees. The one at my undergraduate institution had a $4 fee to get cash if you were not part of that bank, which I was not. And so every time I wanted cash, I had to pay an extra $4. And so I would go as long as I could without getting cash. And then I would try to get larger amounts of cash because I didn't want it to be like a $20 ATM withdrawal and then a $4 ATM fee. And are, are we seeing where I'm going with this? It's just not very practical. The last piece I wanted to touch on with this particular bit of advice is you guys know, I probably talk about this ad nauseum. I have ADHD. I have a learning disability that makes executive functioning skills difficult. And executive functioning, a lot of different definitions there, but basically the practical things you have to do to keep your life running smoothly, I struggle with. I struggle with deadlines, submitting paperwork, remember to mail things, remembering to do my homework. I struggle with all of those things. And money, I will be honest, is one of those things that I struggle with. And if I were to try the envelope method, I would 10 of 10, like, lose an envelope or I would just not be able to learn what exactly am I doing with my money because I guess the counter to oh you don't know what you're spending it on is to save a receipt right you save your receipts I am awful at saving my receipts I lose them constantly if I find a receipt it's probably a month old for something that I don't even care about like I don't remember to save receipts that's just a step too far for me in terms of being responsible. And you know, you can hate on me for that, but that's just how my brain currently works at the moment. And I try not to hate on myself for not being good at something that my brain is just not wired to be as good at as other people. And I know a lot of other people with different learning disabilities like ADHD and others do also struggle with keeping track of finances, keeping track of money, keeping track of these executive functioning things. And so this cash advice is really just not practical for us either, you know, whether you're a student or not. And I think the problem with that is if I were to try the cash method, I would probably be able to keep it up for a couple of weeks, maybe a month, maybe two months, and then it would crash and burn. And then I would blame myself rather than blaming a system that was not set up for me to succeed. So I told you all about why this method is really impractical. It's not a good method. It's really not smart for college students to try and use this method. But what should we do instead? There are a lot of different ways that people choose to keep track of their money. It falls all the way on the spectrum from the cash envelopes, the paper calendar, all the way down to a completely automated electronic system. And however you choose to do that is really whatever works best for you. I've said this on the channel before, if it's study habits, if it's keeping track of your finances, if it's self-care, who cares what anyone else is doing? If your system works for you, then it is a good system for you. And what works for me is 
well, having a husband who is really on top of finances and who does bother me to save receipts and who does ask me about charges on our joint debit card, you know, all of that's helpful. But for me personally, having like an electronic paper trail is really helpful in terms of knowing what I spend my money on and how much and when. And so I try to put as much as I possibly can on my debit card or on my credit card. Little things like groceries, like coffee, like paying bills, like my phone bill or my bill for the software I use to edit these videos. Like if I have that all automated on my debit or credit card so that I see the charge as it goes through, I know exactly how much money I'm spending on different things because all of my money is being spent in really the same place. And then if I ever have questions like, oh, I wonder how much I've spent on going out to eat or ordering out this month, I feel like it's been a lot. I can actually go back and look and be like, oh, well, I have spent $50 this month on ordering out. That's been really helpful for me just to be able to have that electronic paper trail. Some people might need a little bit more of a tactile approach. I mean, we could talk all about having like a spreadsheet or having like a paper journal or another notebook that you keep these things in outside of just looking at your bank account, and your bank charges. But honestly, the more documentation that you can have, the better. If that means saving physical receipts, that's great. And if that means taking pictures of your receipts immediately after you get them so that you can immediately lose and forget about them, you know, if that means you email yourself you know, documents every time you order something online and you have that com confirmation. Another tool that could be helpful for you that a lot of people take advantage of is the fact that your bank probably has an app or a way that you can set up notifications on your phone through text or through email or whatever that tell you whenever you spend a certain amount of money on a purchase or that notify you whenever you or someone has used a card on your account. And so my brother-in-law, for example, he has a notification every time someone spends out of one of his accounts and he has the minimum threshold set very low. So he basically gets a notification every single time a dollar goes in or out of that account. And because, you know, he's very technologically savvy, he's on his phone or his computer a lot. This is really helpful for him in terms of just being aware of how much money that he spends. Other people have the threshold set higher. They might have it set to $50, so they don't sweat what might be a smaller or a mid-size purchase, you know, less than $50, but anytime they spend more than $50, they get a notification on their phone that says, hey, you spent more than $50. And for some people, having that notification, that little reminder, that nudge that, hey, look, you spent money, could be really helpful in helping you to keep track of how much money you are actually spending. There are a ton of great resources for college students who want to know more about finances. And I will link a couple of them below. I'll link a book, I'll link a YouTube channel and whatever else I can find. And I really hope that you guys are able to feel more confident in your money management skills. I hope to do more videos about this topic in the future, but I just wanted to kind of dip my toe in with, honestly, just hating on this piece of advice because I'm so tired of seeing it pop up on my Pinterest with like cute little aesthetic envelopes with little drawings of food or whatever. And I'm just like, that is so impractical. It's not safe. It doesn't make sense for college students. It doesn't make sense for a lot of people. Why do we keep getting recommended a system that's aesthetic but doesn't actually serve a solid purpose? At least that's my two cents. No hate if this envelope system works for you, but it's been my experience that it does not work and is not practical for a lot of people. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I hope you have learned something. I hope that you share it with a friend. I hope you share it with your classmates, your roommates, people you like, people you don't like. 
share me around. If you like this episode, go ahead and throw me a thumbs up on this video. It helps me out so much. And leave me a comment below. What is your favorite piece of money advice? Again, don't forget to go check out Coconut Whisk. I will leave the link below. If you use my coupon code, FeedThatNation, you get $3 off your order and I receive a small commission. Everybody wins. Go check me out on Instagram. I am at FeedThatNation and go check out my blog, FeedThatNation.com. Until next time, my name is Natalie Nation and you've been listening to Feed That Nation. Have a great day and I'll talk to you soon.